This is Frank Zales with another Frame by Frame audio series, episode 52. And for this episode, I want to talk about straight circles and crooked lines. Um, some years ago, I spent some time working for a private uh, university, one that I won't mention. I won't mention the name of where, but I remember taking my my boss at the time who needed to pick up his wife's car at the dealership so um, I took him to the dealership to uh, to go pick up um, his car and when he got in the car I remember um, when he got into the car I remember him looking at the time and turning to me and saying hey Frank um, dude the, the time your time is wrong. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he was like, well, it's like, it's five minutes off. And I remember looking at him and I remember telling him, bro, sometimes the time's just a little bit off, right? And he looked at me and it was one of those moments where he realized where, because he was just like, he was just like hung up about this time being off. Mind you, I think it was five minutes early. And, um, but I remember him giving me that look like, okay, 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 I get it. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really been the story, um, of my life thinking that early on, you know, I spent a lot of time, um, because you deal with maybe what you may seem or you may think is a disadvantage um, or disadvantages growing up, growing up on welfare, you know, the oldest of six children in a single home, in a single um, parent home, or while well, my stepdad was there, but that was that, that's a whole other, he was there, but he wasn't there. Um, and, you know, you grow up with these, these insecurities or these things that you think are disadvantages. And the first thing that we do is we, we, we lock in and we focus on being perfect on everything that we do because if it's not perfect then we cut ourselves short and that's not the case at all now don't get me wrong there's a difference between um you know being on point as far as uh you know hand, taking care of your responsibilities and, and making sure that you know if you have an appointment that you're there on time and all those good things that's not what I mean, because even being on time, you know, the old saying is, if you're not 15, if you're not there 15 minutes early, then you're already late. That in itself is not exact, um, and it makes sense. This, as time as time has gone on, and, and you know, you you understand life better, and you give yourself a different perspective um, through your experiences, you realize that it's not about the perfect moment, whether it's marriage, whether it's kids, whether it's you know, recording, you know, an audio series, publishing a book, writing a script, you know, releasing music, whatever it is that you are compelled to do, um, you never, we, we get hung up on all the technicalities of things instead of documenting, instead of just putting something together and releasing to see what happens. It's, it's literally, literally how most great things happen. Now there's a time for preparation. You know what I mean? Like you spend, if you have, you know, you spend 90% of your time 
You spend 99% of your time sharpening your axe, and that 1% of time is giving it a good swing. You know, um, so there is an element of preparation, but you have to swing at some point in time. And so for this audio series, I wanted to reflect on me just encapsulating everything that I've been I've done to this to this point, and how um, effective it's been for me to continue to create and develop ideas, um, to not limit myself to the perfect moment, um, and really dedicating my professional uh, career to being a student and continue to learn in in a more case study fashion, right? When I first started as a photographer, I remember the amount of money that I spent on every single piece of equipment, every, like, I literally bought everything and anything that I needed before I even took my first photograph because I felt as though that in order for me to be a professional, in order for me to be, you know, to compete, I needed to have the, the, the best camera that I could have, which still was nowhere near that. Then I needed to have all the lenses, then I needed to have all the filters, then I needed to have the backdrops, then I needed to have this, then I needed to have that. I spent all that money. And then, you know, a market correction is what I wanna, uh, what I wanna identify it as, right? You go through uh, an experience or situation where maybe you fall on hard times because of you know, the market or things are not just going the way you thought that they would get a plan. And I found myself in, in a situation where I had to pawn every single piece of equipment that I had, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment, and I had to pawn it. But not only that, not only was I robbed, basically, and I wasn't robbed, I robbed myself because I took that equipment, all the money that I scraped up to be able to pay for it, and then what I, what I did was I went and I sold it for a fraction of what it was worth, and they got a great deal on it, right? Um, besides that, I was left with no more equipment. So I had to quickly learn, like, okay. And I went through that moment where I was like, ah, you know what I mean? It's pretty much a rat for me. Like, what else? I don't have anything. Like, how can I continue to create? And that has not been the case ever since then. Yeah, sure, you get commission for projects and, you know, budgets sometimes. You know, they allow you to be able to create and use some of, some of the most amazing equipment available. And that's all great, but that's not always the case. And now today... I um, I document, I create, I edit, I design, and publish all my own stuff. And what's so fascinating, or what I've become obsessed with, is doing it with the, the min- minimal amount of equipment possible. I do all of that, all from my iPhone. And I, and I have made it my business to focus on being able to do that because... You know, there's a conversation I had with my son who's currently a freshman in high school. And he now is, you know, he has a passion for creating and for, for film directing and, you know, uh, creating content. And I remember having a conversation with him and I told him, I said, listen, son, I was like, you know, not only study the greats, which was an interesting conversation, um, but not only study the greats and get an idea of the foundations. I remember... Um, Sharing with him um, some old films like, you know, the Alfred Hitchcock films, um, and that, you know, what that perspective was all about. But I also 
Um, you know, I, but I would tell him to you know study these, study these patterns, get an idea for what it is, so you, you at least know where it comes from, and then you can innovate from it. But be able to create and develop with the minimal amount of equipment possible. Now that hasn't worked out so good because I still you know we you still want all the cool gadgets and all that so, so I get it um, but my, the point I want to try to get to is that um, being able to 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 function being able to, to develop and create um, without the barriers of chasing the next high because that's all it really is and don't get me wrong because right now I would love me a phase one Mamiya camera set kit I would love it and and my goal is to is to get one but in the time in, in the meanwhile I wanted to be able to utilize uh, the least amount of equipment and focus more on the, the storytelling the quality of what the story is and even that is not perfect if you've listened and there's so much support that I've that I've gotten from my audio series um, and just the content that I create um, just the support that I have if you look at track record it has not all been perfect it has not all been on point you know the sound i'm sure right now you can hear the the, the um the birds in the background you know the cars pulling off and also the idea is to to, to to limit yourself from uh being trapped or being put in a box because you don't have the equipment that you need it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter and it's fascinating it's amazing that you know you create this content you release it you get the huge you know response from it and come to find out that it was something that was created right on your iphone i think that is fascinating i think it's amazing um it's a great way to to practice keeping budgets down because you, you're dealing with the, the the least amount of um overhead as possible um a, a great inspiration to me was a recent film that was shot and made to the film festival in one, um, but it was Nine Rides. I forget uh, who the director is, and, and, and I'll, I'll make sure to add that in the um, description for this episode. But Nine Rides, the whole film was shot uh, on an iPhone, an iPhone 6, I believe, and it was, it looked amazing. And it's been, it was, has been an inspiration to me because up until that point, I felt, you know, like, this is what it is that I want to do, but then you get, um, you, you get validation when you see something like that, you know, a high production shoot with very little production equipment, um, which is, which is amazing. And so for, for this audio series, uh, Crooked Circles and Street Lines, uh, I wanted to touch base on that. I wanted to touch base on, you know, uh, Putting us in a mindset where we're putting us in a mindset where we're not being uh, trapped or we're not trapping ourselves into shapes and sizes and numbers and analytics because it doesn't it doesn't really matter at, in, in the long term. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. Now there are certain parameters that you wanna you know that you wanna uh, keep or you wanna you wanna respect. I, I wanna say. But in the end, focus on what the story is, focus on the quality. Um, and the same way, you know, you don't care about, 
you don't really get too caught up on who likes it, who doesn't. You respect either or. But the point is to get a response. And that's what my interest is. And I have, you know, uh, a whole episode on that as well because that's, that's also interesting. And it's also another element that has been very successful for me or has um, allowed me to continue to move forward um, without putting those types of barriers because there are different levels of barriers. Um, but yes, for this audio series, I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to, to, to talk about, you know, just being able just to, to, to go out there and just swing the bat and keep swinging that bat until you get a hit um, and really get yourself. But it also comes down to conditioning as well and conditioning yourself to understand that, you know, you might be limited. This might be the case, but how can you work around it? Problem solving is more valuable than any piece of equipment that you'll, that you'll be able to have because even if you had that equipment, you know how many people had the latest equipment? Even back then, I had the latest equipment. I had At least I had decent equipment, I should say. And, um, but, but, but what I was creating wasn't... It's, I still didn't understand you know, the stops or the, the you know, frame rates and all that. I still didn't understand that. So the, the quality, even though it, it made sense because it was something that was just done, so it worked... But I look at it now and I'm like, man, I did, I could have did better. Like, because you just learn so much as time goes on. And that's what, what has happened is that since I've gotten rid of all that equipment, I've been able to really focus on, you know, specific details and how to simplify, um, but still keep high quality work while learning and troubleshooting and kind of critical thinking your way through developing something. And so you guys know, you know, for those that don't know, the frame by frame audio series is my contribution or my uh, my audio journal, I should say, um, in 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 the SoundCloud space, in the Apple um, podcast space, uh, allows me to um, document and archive thought processes that I, that I I learn and as I as I grow as I continue to develop, you know, have an archived, archived list of thoughts and notes that I have um, compiled um, that I can go back and reference, right? How interesting is that to be able to, now with technology, you can, you can document. It takes a, a certain level of transparency but to be able to document your mistakes, what did work, what hasn't worked, um, and be able to go back and kind of filter through all that. So I'm, I'm, this is episode 52. I'm so... I, it's amazing where I've already come from in these 50 episodes, but I can't wait to see the next 150 episodes um, and see you know how that turns out. Um, and then I'm, um, the goal is is to reach to a certain point. I don't know yet what that point is, but when I do, I'll, I'll it'll come to when that time comes. But to be able to convert these audio files into a written format so that it can be consumed in the form of a book, an ebook, and so forth. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to take episode 52 to, to really, um, touch on, you know, just the importance of really getting, just going out there and getting something done and not having to depend on anyone. Um, I read a, a, a post yesterday from, uh, a dope ass independent artist, Russ, and he was highlighting, you know, his first album release, um, 
and how it went platinum. And he wrote all his music, he produced it, he engineered it and published it all him and released it all himself. And then the amount of work that it took on that journey was amazing. But then for him to receive, you know, for it to go platinum, how um, satisfying was that to know that he put it all together himself? Um, not to say that you can't collaborate with people or not to say you can't work with people, but it's just that having the ability to be able to create and not be stopped when you want to is fascinating. You know, I woke up today and, and, and had me some coffee and, and I said, all right, you know, I, I have to record this. I didn't have to go to the studio. I didn't have to call and make an appointment for anything. I literally plugged in my headphones, walked outside, you know, fired my app and um, yeah, recorded all my, you know, I'm here recording, you know, this week's episode. And so that's literally how it is. And I'll go put this, you know, I'll upload this on my Mac, you know, I'll, I'll put together some artwork and and it'll be posted, you know, on Instagram this afternoon. And so that is the vibe, that is the um, the wave of, of a creative um, in this current climate. And, and I think that the more and more and more we uh, understand that, first of all, it is easier than, than, than you think it is. And number two is, I think the, the raw it is, people, like they love, at least I love a great, either comeback story or uh um yeah i love a comeback story or i love a coming of age story like you know the 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 person that was down and out and had no shot um you know overcomes this and overcomes that and almost doesn't make it again and falls and gets back up and then gets an opportunity a perfect example of both happened recently in boxing uh, heavyweight boxer uh, Ruiz and Joshua um, had a boxing fight and Anthony Joshua lost in the seventh round by TKO by somebody, by the least expected person that you thought he would because this guy looked like he's out of shape um, you know what I mean, like he had no no I would have lost that bet because I would have definitely thought that the more physical um, specimen of Anthony Joshua would have knocked this guy through the ropes. And that wasn't the case. Anthony Joshua lost. And there's an interesting interview, because I posted this on Twitter, but there's an interesting interview in 2017. Uh, 2017? Yeah, 2017. There's an interesting uh, video that uh, interview that Leila Ali, the uh, late great Muhammad Ali's daughter, uh, Leila Ali interviewed and she spoke of, of Anthony Joshua and you know she said uh, how she, she liked what he was doing but she was concerned about something he he dealt with all this high-tech training and, and, and you know like futuristic training you know modules that he goes through and she wanted him to work on his conditioning and go back to wind sprints to go back to the basics um, and um, and get his conditioning up because at some point in time, you know, just the basic fundamental things, being able to master that and being able to have that, that grit and that grind, you know, it's just going back to, 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 to you know, to running laps and doing wind sprints, doing push-ups, simple basic things um, will help you out in the long run when it comes to real-time situations like he had, you know, how many years later, this championship fight with this overweight guy that, that was sloppy and did looked like he was out of shape and all that knocks him out in the seventh round 
right? So that's a perfect example of how, you know, you know, your crooked circle and your street lines, like that's exactly what that's about, right? Don't overthink it. Don't worry for the best situation. Don't have this, you know, futuristic training. Those things are all cool. The, the best equipment is all that is cool. Um, but outside of that, um, the basics is, is equally as important. Now, on the flip side, Ruiz is the perfect example of that. Working hard, you know, get it from the, from the mud. Just do the basics, just do the basics, just do the basics, and now he's champion. And so that's a fascinating story, um, example of, of what this episode is about. Um, I'll leave the details on the interview with Leila Ali in the description. Um, as well as the nine rides film, so you can kind of take a look at it and give me your opinion on what you think. But until the, the next episode, this is Frank Zales with another Frame by Frame audio series. Until next time, peace.